tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Welcome, welcome to the Constantine After Show here on AfterBuzz. I feel powerful. <laughs> I'm your host, Yael Teagle. With me, Tari J. Miller. Hey, hey. We. This is like... No, yeah. We're going to battle. Totally. Yes. I wish this music was following me everywhere. Right? Oh, yeah. It's sweet. It's nice. I like it. Um, welcome. We're talking about the darkness beneath... Um, and the episodes in the first 10 minutes gives us information that is kind of irrelevant to most people, but I really like it. I like that we find out how Constantine makes his money with the um, smoke magic predicting the lottery. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really cool... Because I was wondering, I was thinking about it, and I was like, he travels a lot, and he, he, you know, does all these things, but he doesn't really have a job that, like, pays. Well, I mean, I... Well, I had assumed that maybe people, he was like a, a freelancer. He'd give them their card and they'd be like, oh, you're a master of the dark arts. He'd kind of self-deprecate a little mm-hmm. bit. And then they'd throw money at him, right? The, are you a freelancer? Have you ever freelanced? That's not how it works. <laughs> totally. I think that's how it works. You give people your card and boom, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, equal exchange. Yeah. We also got a little bit about Chaz, who isn't allowed to go to Pennsylvania because there's a warrant out because of a succubus on a train. Um oh. Anybody who watches Lost Girl was like, oh, my God, I know exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but I really – that would be amazing if it was a crossover. <laughs> For those who don't watch Lost Girl, you're lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're missing out on nothing. Well, you'll watch it and love it and fall in love and get addicted and hate and love it all at once. Um, and then you're stuck. Yeah. That's what, that's what Lost Girl does. Sucks you in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we head to the little mining town um, in Pennsylvania because a man who is kind of a mining boss, a miner boss, <laughs> a miner boss, um, gets burnt in the shower. <laughs> Sorry, I had like I had video game like oh, it's just a miner boss. We'll take two people in our party. Oh, I get Anyways. it. Anyways, <laughs> nice. Um, he burns in his shower. His name is Lannis, and we. <laughs> Yes. Go. Okay. Um, and we get we get this really interesting story about these miners um, in Pennsylvania. There's this old mine that was closed down and it got reopened and, and people dug too deep. And once you get that deep, you knock on something and hell knocks back. <laughs> um, that was the story. I know. You, you just told it so well. I couldn't Thanks. even contain myself. Thank you. <laughs> Um, they dug too deep. That reminds me of uh, Lord of the Rings, anybody? The Fellowship of the Ring? Uh-huh. The Balrog? Nice. Nice. Thank you to Sean in the booth. <laughs> Just so people aren't like, who was that voice? Where did it come from? <laughs> it's the voice of an angel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, can we talk about this like this mining boss? This minor boss, if um, you will. <laughs> Lannis or the president of the company, Bowman? Lannis. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about Just Lannis. Just like the, the weird, <clears throat> like, dark feeling you get when he, like, 
comes home, home for dinner. Yeah, and it's just like glass after glass of scotch or whiskey or whatever he's yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, It felt like he was an abusive husband. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we were supposed to get without seeing any abuse. Right. Which is, I don't know if it's weird that we didn't get to see abuse. <laughs> that I sounds mean, like a silly statement. But like, they kind of implied it without really implying it. Right. Well, I, and I I don't really want to see abuse, so I'm glad that you they can play with the the tones to make you Mm -hmm. understand that that's a thing yeah yeah there were no marks (laughs) he knows how to leave no marks sorry guys too much (laughs) svu my mind just went to like communism there was no marks (laughs) yeah our minds go different places um we learn about these uh these creatures called the koblenai Mm-hmm. who are the spirits of dead miners that warn off living miners when they're getting close to danger. And they're the ones who are knocking uh, knocking back. And they're not... They don't rise to murder. They're not bad. They're, in fact, trying to warn you. Yeah. Um, which is such an interesting idea. I really like this. You know, that there are the ghosts who aren't haunting you. They're the ghosts who are trying to help you. Yeah. I mean, and we have that in our regular lives like there's that story about the 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 bus that was hit by a train so like if you put talcum powder on your bumper you'll you can see little baby finger not baby fingers children's (laughs) fingerprints because it's like they're trying to push you over the tracks there's stuff like that and so i've never heard of that have you never heard of that no it's it's i've heard it a bunch of times throughout my lifetime um and i find it interesting because it's like one of many stories like that i i take it to the fans has anyone else heard stories similar to this about the dead trying to warn you or help you because I, I have not <laughs> so i'd like to hear more about them yeah well, yeah let so, us know yes comments um that's such an interesting idea yeah i'd never heard of that i'm always all all you hear about all the movies are these horrible haunting ghosts well yeah spirits get a bad rap i mean it's all yeah it's always like oh man they're trying to kill you but mm-hmm. it's like well not all people who die like automatically turn evil uh (laughs) some of them are just like oh man that sucks i'm dead but i guess i might as well do some good maybe they're all superheroes (laughs) nope that was too far of a jeep a jump (laughs) no i don't know where you're going with that (laughs) um there's a dc superhero who's like a he's a ghost anyway it's not important Well, maybe. I mean, Constantine, DC. All right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. You're talking about Dead Man? Yes, I am. Thank you, Sean in the booth. (laughs) I like that Sean is like, I have input. Good. It's good input, too. Thank you, Sean. Um, Sean's the new member of our panel. Yeah. Um, So we also have President Bowman, who's the owner of the company, and he's really the one who kind of made them dig into this tunnel that should have been shut down. Um, And we find out later... That there's also a Reverend Ellis, who, um, that actor bothers me because he played a crazy serial rapist on SVU. <laughs> and so, like, I see him all disheveled and I'm like, oh, he deserves to be disheveled. <laughs> um, but no, he is a good man. He is a Reverend who lost his faith um, and abandoned his church, which when we find his church, there are two children. I call them children. They're teenagers. Yeah. Doing it in a church. And I love that Constantine is like, really? Really at a church? I love it. That's great. Um, Um, I also love, like, when they were leaving uh, and they made the little mention of what the little uh, mark on the wall Mm -hmm. was, uh, it was a Slender Man reference. Um, It's a tall man who follows you home and kills you. Uh, So I thought that was a really cute little wink and nudge. At the Slender Man? Yes. 
Is that really is now really the time to make cute winks and nudges at the Slenderman? I mean, why not? I mean, the, the <laughs> comment afterwards was it's totally unoriginal. So it it was really throwing shade. Oh, okay, I'll take uh, it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it when we're throwing shade at the Slenderman. Yeah. Um, so we find out that his son was a minor. El- Reverend uh, Ellis McGee, his son was a minor who um, died in the mines. Yes. And but he was over the age of 18. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Um, and so he left his church. And later when we have, when we introduce Zed, well, earlier when we introduced Zed, but Zed helps find where... Um, Ellis is because we think that maybe he's the one because he is the power to do it. Um, and this demon that keeps coming out is really killing off. I love when they finally find Ellis by the creek and he's like, you guys are missing the point. Like the people who are dying aren't miners. Mm-hmm. They're minor bosses. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <Now laughs> Every time. Yeah. yeah now you have that in my head. Um, they're the bosses, um, like president Bowman who was attacked and, um, and his associate, he doesn't have a name. Yeah. I called him the, the VP, but he <laughs> sadly doesn't have a name, um, who dies in his car. Yeah. Um, that car sequence was insane. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you also have a fear of drowning, but, uh, <laughs> just having this car inexplicably filled with mud and them struggling and then the hands coming out mm-hmm. was a great sequence. Yeah. Um, I thought it was terrifying. <laughs> I liked it. Um, unfortunately, I was like, mm, he's going to live. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he's Constantine. He's going to live. Um, but Bowman dies in the mine and his son has the handprint on his face. And we find out um, why it is that these miners have, or the the ghosts of the Koblenai, the Koblenai mm-hmm. have been coming up. And I like when we get this, this reveal of um, Lannis's wife, that she is the one behind it. Right. Um, we found out earlier that she had that handprint on herself, and we find out that um, she is a gypsy and that she has gypsy magic. And, and the only reason she is this powerful, because she even says that like she stopped using her magic and then decided to do it again. And the only reason she's this powerful is because of whatever this dark force that the angel, Angel Manny, keeps right. telling Constantine about is making it easier for her. Yeah. Which I feel like... I feel like that's what the season's going to be. It's all these little stories that are going to um, be like, well, you you wouldn't have been able to do this except for this thing that's right. happening. Well, I mean, yeah, because that's how you, you build. And, and it allows them to have like a monster of the week. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they, I assume, I'm hoping that they're building to like a single solitary big bad mm-hmm. that they can kind of build a mythology around. Because right now, and this is the way it is for like all of these like sci-fi fantasy things where Mm -hmm. they have to start out serials to let you figure out who this character is and then they can start seeding in their own stuff. Mm. Um, Like Grimm, uh, for example, started that way where it's a, it's a serial and then they start to, you mean it's a procedural procedural. Yeah. Yeah. Same procedural. Yes. Yes. We'll go with that. Where it's like a story of the week. This is the monster. We're going to do it and conclude it. Right. I unfortunately, I hate that, and I'm, I'm so. I apologize to the fans because I keep bringing this up and I keep comparing it to Constantine, and I can't help it. 
I don't want to. But this episode specifically felt very... Uh, did I say supernatural? supernatural. Yeah. This episode felt very supernatural to me. Right. It's something happened in this town. We're going to go to this town. Oh, it's a demon. Let's figure out who brought the demon here. Let's take care of the demon and the person who brought the demon. Right. And this episode, we see how uh, our villain is villainous is uh taken care of is that constantine like calls upon this the mine the miner that she um initially killed yeah like she initially called, killed. he called her husband her husband to uh come and drag her into the dirt yeah um let's talk about that can we yeah i know you want to go ahead um i just i felt like it and i i feel like it's partially what i wanted in the show and that it was pretty dark having mm-hmm. like this woman that i mean she is somewhat a victim but at the same time she's also kind of she's made out to be kind of a gold digger yeah um and so she's this super duper gray um character mm-hmm. who her last line is i was the victim and like i felt super bad for her up until um she was super arrogant when she was uh, gathering all her spirits to take out Constantine. Up until that moment, I felt like she was somewhat of a sympathetic character. Even earlier during the funeral when Constantine is talking to her and she brings up that, like, you want a story? Let me tell you about this uh, girl who thought that she was marrying some wealthy man <laughs> and turns out he was a minor. Um, yes. Um, mostly because I, I think still at that point, I was like, well, she was someone who hasn't been implied that she's been abused. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I felt it was natural for her to kind of bring out a little bit of venom and like, be like, this wasn't the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I can understand that. Okay. Um, but then when she was all like, oh, I'm actually a villain and she slicked back her hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was when I started to lose that thread of, uh, like, I, I guess understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still like felt it wasn't it was i felt weird about the ending like i didn't feel like it was a win for constantine i felt like it was just something that happened yeah i i agree i don't feel like it was a win i feel like even if if she hadn't been pulled down and yeah. killed I, I feel like it wouldn't have been a win anyway because he's still battling this whole bit like i feel like all these little wins aren't aren't wins right well but i mean even okay I guess, yes. I agree with yeah. that. Um, but, like, I guess from a story standpoint, mm-hmm. like, there should be, like, you should feel a simple, a sense of accomplishment whenever there are these little victories. Yeah. But I didn't feel that at all. Like, I felt like, it, I felt like, and this is, I guess, the, the core of the character and that he does a lot of, like, morally ambiguous things. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like, and we'll get into the whole incident of him using Zed. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get that that's the core of the character. It just, like, and so, I'm I'm torn in that like I think this is what I've wanted from the character, but I didn't expect it, so it took me by surprise. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, I agree that this episode is a lot a little darker. I mean, especially with this moral ambiguity. Yeah, and then also we finally have him smoking, <laughs> which I know sounds like a weird thing to ask for, but like when it's such an uh, an innate part of this character. Yeah, it's I'm really glad that this episode he has a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, before we talk about Zed, which 
will be a huge topic. Um, I want to take a moment to thank our listeners for uh, downloading and streaming and watching the show. We super appreciate it. We are doing a giveaway, and I will announce the winner in a moment. Um, but first, I want to say thank you to our iTunes reviewers. Guys, we want you to do something very simple for us. Go on to iTunes, rate and review us. If you like the show, give us five stars. If you don't like our show, that's okay. You can give us four stars. We'll accept it. And leave a comment. Let us know what we're doing well, what we could be doing better. Um, ask where Kendra and Isaac are. Those are very legit questions. <laughs> um, but we also um, have a shout out to someone who wrote on our, um, who wrote us a review. And this is a shout out to um, Ron P1979, who said, great after show for Constantine fans. Great first time review of the show. I'm so glad to see that AfterBuzz has a Constantine podcast. I will definitely be faithfully watching slash listening. Much love. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and we can keep the applause going because we have a winner to our Constantine giveaway bag. Yay. Um, we have a bag straight from San Diego Const- Comic-Con. It's a Constantine bag for our winner, Leah Ann. Um, so that's, yeah, at <laughs> Leah Cakes and Pie. Um, please respond or direct message me on Twitter with your address so we know where to send your prize. Congratulations. Awesome. Um, guys, keep watching and tuning in and stuff and rating, reviewing, and maybe we'll be able to do more giveaways and have more guests. Yeah. Um, okay. Zed. 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 <laughs> um, so we meet Zed, who is the artist who's been drawing Constantine. Boom prediction. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just like to point out when I'm right. Because oh, yeah. I will very much point out when I'm wrong. <laughs> um, so Zed is the artist from the last episode. And she's been looking for Constantine, and they literally run into each other yeah. in this mining town. Um, she also takes his wallet, which was hilarious when he's like, oh, I see what this is. Like, you sketch me real quick, and then you take my wallet. Yeah. And she's like, no, and then she takes his wallet. <laughs> and I was like, I like it. I like it a lot. At this point, I loved her. Yeah. Um, she turns out to be a psychic, mm-hmm. and we see this, like, he uses her, and and takes advantage of her yeah um not uh, in a, the way that i was hoping though well <laughs> i feel like the scene played out <clears throat> in that way like it was it was kind of an allegory to like them having a, a rumpus encounter because um, it was like oh let's not do this oh you want to do this we're gonna do this and then like they do it and he's like okay cool i'll see you in a little bit and then clo- and then like jumps oh, out yeah. the window you're right and he takes his shirt off which yes. was so worth it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. So worth it. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's exactly how it was. He brings the goop from the shower. That's what I called it, goop. Yeah. Um, he and she's like, I'm a psychic, and he was like, Let's see if we can do this. And so he puts the goop in her hand mm-hmm. and has her focuses. I'm just, you know, giving more detail to what you already said. Yeah. Um, and then they focus, and and she sees, um, she sees all sorts of things. Yeah. And then her hand starts to burn. Um, yeah. I I felt like I felt so bad for her because it's like I, w- I was wondering if she could actually feel the fire because like it right. put her in, in that shower mm-hmm. in the fire. You see her hand burning through and yeah. then like she's hanging out in front of a cross. And so it was like I was like, can she feel everything that's happening? Because that would be the worst thing ever. So I think what happened was. He was like, trust me, trust me, trust me. And then she did, and they went. And I think, and like, she went into this vision. And I think she could feel it, mm-hmm. which is why I think she went from burning in the shower to a quick little just cutting that pain down to just her hand. Right. 
in front of the cross. And I think she could feel it, which is why, like, I don't know why she keeps trusting him. (laughs) Well, because she feels like they are connected in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, for example, had been dreaming about someone and seeing them everywhere. Yeah. And then you finally meet them. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be like, there, there has to be something to this like the higher power or some weird sense of destiny mm-hmm. but like there has to be something to it yeah i mean even if there wasn't you would convince yourself that there's not not you specifically right, right. but like people even in if, general <laughs> even if it ends up with my hand on fire um yes okay yeah uh, well, <laughs> i assume that the their relationship is going to be super weird and like abusive not in like a, a not domestic like he violence be- beats her, but, but like, like it's not going to end well for her. You mean? Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. It does seem like it's going to end up being super one sided. Yeah, um, in his favor, especially because, like we said, after her hand burns and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and he wipes it off and he's like, "You did good. Let me change real quick and we'll go." <laughs> right. And then he changes and leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But so like him, right? Yeah. Well, he he works alone. Right. Um, but then he turns out he needs her. He puts her in, um, Ellis's chair and they find out when she does this amazing, um, thing where she, you know, sees where he is and can open her eyes and, and see it. And that was so cool. Yeah. And I really can't wait for more than that, more of that. Um, but by the end of the episode, you know, she says to him, like, I, I, I've been waiting for you and you found me Mm -hmm. and we're connected. Like you were saying, we're connected. There's something here. And, uh, you know, then it looks like they're about to... They're about to make out. Yeah, and then he falls asleep. <laughs> Isn't that just like a man? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it, yes. are, is is it going to be this whole thing throughout where it's like, are they going to, will they, won't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no way that it's not going to be sexually tensioned-y story. Right. Well, like... I feel like, if anything, it should feel like the way that, um, and this is bringing in alternate other fandoms, mm-hmm. but like it should be like the Doctor and Amy, where it's like super one sided. But like, I feel like you feel it from Constantine as well, but I don't know why. What? The Doctor and Amy? Yeah, Amy was like, I'm pining for you, or like, I'm Way, tried to way kiss in you. the beginning. Yes, but, that's but, what I mean. Like, mm. anyways, we're not going to argue about that. No. I'm just saying, like, it should feel more. You mean one-sided. more like the doctor and and Martha? Um, yeah, where she's all in love with him the whole time, and then it's like, you know what? F it, I'm out of here. Sure. For those who yes. know what we're talking about, it's Doctor Who. And we're yeah. sorry. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, shame on you. Yeah, you should start watching <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I so sure we'll go. It's, yeah, it should I, feel like one should, pining and the other one trying to run. Constantly. I disagree. I think it, it's going to be this. Um, I think it's a hundred percent. She's not sure what this connection is. Is it, um, you know, that they're, they're soulmates, um, emotionally? Is it a physical thing? Is it a, a relation, a working relationship thing? Right. She's confused. What is it? We're drawn together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he is like, meh, she's hot. And like, I, I'm working and she's helpful. And then eventually over time, he's gonna be like, what? She's also, you know, so brilliant and I need her and I love her and blah, blah, blah. I feel like he, I feel like before that ever happens, he's going to sacrifice her in some way. He's going to be like, sorry, greater good. And then throw her off a cliff or something. Oh yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. Not, not to get too far into predictions, <laughs> um, but that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. 
Um, guys, what do you think about Zed and and uh, Constantine? What's that relationship going to be like? I like that she calls him Constantine. Because mm-hmm. the last episode, everyone kept calling him John. <laughs> do you not like the name John? He's Constantine. Right. That's what he's referred to as. Yeah. I, I get that his name is John. That's fine. He can have the name John. But he's Constantine. Right. Um, he's Constantine. For those not watching, there's a... <laughs> She's pointing to the, to the, the sign. Yeah. Constantine. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, everyone else was super familiar with him. I think it would be weird if I called you by your last name, uh, and we've known each other for years. So, like... I disagree. I... I <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. Like you're like, yeah. You should say the title of the thing. Like that's yeah. who he is. Like that would be like calling the Flash Barry. But like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think that it's appropriate for his close friends to call. Like, because I don't think uh, that Liv ever called him uh, John. I think she was just no. Liv called him John. That's what bothered me. <laughs> that's what bothered me is that Liv called him John. She just met him. Right. <laughs> you're too familiar. I need you to leave. <laughs> oh, she did. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. Um. I, overall, what did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I felt like they're they're actually starting to get into the the darker territory that we've been kind of asking for the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like um, I like the new edition of Zed. Um, I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to her development. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my general view of this episode is I like her introduction. I like that we're starting to get a darker view of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like that the the priest got his redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I like that it's darker. I like like Zed a lot. Mm -hmm. I really like this character. I'm excited to see where she goes. Um, This specific storyline of this episode did not um, appeal to me as much, but I do like where we're headed. Yeah. Um, and I think on that note, we should head into predictions. Yes. Oh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Um, in the preview, we see that Zed uh, is now looking at the map with all the blood stains. Thanks, Liv. <laughs> um, and apparently when the blood um, becomes wet, yeah, it uh, means that something's happening there. So they head to a new location. Um, where a holy relic surfaces, uh, resurfaces, and we get Papa Midnight. Ooh. Um, who I only know from the film. Um, what do you know about Papa Midnight? Um, I know that he has a cool name. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he's a father of some sort. And, <laughs> so you only uh, know him from the movie as well? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, we will look into Papa Midnight. Do you have any predictions for next week? Uh, for next week, uh, I'm assuming, uh, I, what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Is I want it to be like National Treasure, but with Constantine. Okay. So I want it to be a super fun romp, uh, <laughs> but it's not going to be that. It's going to be super dark and gritty. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering if uh, Papa Midnight is going to be a, a constant like adversary kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think the show is about due for like a, a relatively constant uh, obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would like Papa Midnight to be something that someone that stays. Um, I fear that we're getting an introduction and we won't see him again for, you know, till we see Liv again. <laughs> um, 
And I think that um, I think we see uh, Angel Manny is back. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get more answers. And your national treasure thing has got me like, like oh, a scavenger hunt would be fun. Yeah, wouldn't it? Like, this clue leads to this clue, and then it will lead to another clue. Right? I mean, because if anything, that would only add to this whole, like, oncoming storm thing, mm -hmm. where it's like, there's a darkness coming, and all these n new uh, relics are surfacing that can yeah. either help or hinder them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see something that, like, is presented and never explained, which is ironic because I constantly complain about that in Doctor Who. So, like, I'd like something to be, like, there's a, a new relic that joins them and, like, they have to take with them, but they don't know what it is or what it does. Yeah. So that we have a mystery to go with, aside from something is coming somewhere to do something dark. Yeah. Um, but I hope that the season just gets darker and darker. It should. Yeah. Like, I mean... Like most shows that are uh, in a darker realm, like mm -hmm. you got to kind of start off in a relatively relatable area, um, and then at least you if just you're on network down. TV, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then you pull them in, get them invested in your characters, and then you break their hearts. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> we're so evil. <laughs> um, great, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Tari, why don't you tell the people where they can tweet their theories at you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Awesome. And, of course, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. There you'll find all the other shows I do here, including Law & Order SVU. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. -E we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 